What's up, everybody? This is Ty. We are back with another episode of If the Truth Be Told. This is episode number six. I cannot say six in Spanish, which I've been doing on every episode, but I will find out before the end of the show. Seis. Seis. That's my sister looking out for me. That voice right there, I'm going to introduce you to who that voice is in just a moment. But we're here to talk about something very special to a lot of us. We're talking about marriage and how it is a journey. A lot of us as millennials are very hesitant or we may be married and we regret it. But I have a couple here who's going to go into their journey and talk about the ups, the downs, the mountains, the valleys, the peaks, the lows, all those things so that you can have a successful marriage and not be afraid of something that God created. So before we get into it, before I introduce them, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to introduce them, all right? So let's just bow our heads and clear our hearts. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this other day. We thank you for another podcast. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you for all the positive feedback. God, we want you to bless the airways. Bless those who receive the information. Bless our guests on the day. God, let them say something that will encourage your people to move forward and bring them closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. So, my special guest today is my brother and sister. I've known them for an extremely long time. I've known them since they were teenagers. They were my youth leaders back in the day. That shows how old I am back in the... (laughs) Late nineties, or how old we are? <laughs> Somebody's old at this. Somebody's table. old at this table, and it's not me because they still look the same since I was a young kid. So, I have Sheldon and Celeste Cuffy. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Sheldon and Celeste? So we let's see, we got married what twenty six, almost twenty six years. years ago. Uh, we actually met in grade school. And I used to push her down on the playground. He was a bully. And, and, and that's what endeared her to me. And, that's what and, fell in uh, love with him? You pushing her down? I'm not quite sure, but we'll let him go with the story. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two kids now. One that's 21 uh, in college. Another one that's 17 about to graduate. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Celeste, what about you? Did, did he wrap it up? Is there something you want to add to that? Uh, no, he summarized it pretty well. Um, I think... Um, the being pushed over was not the thing that captured my heart. Um, I just want to confirm that I do love gifts. Okay. And I, that might have been the thing. And it's so funny when we were in uh, elementary school, I was actually four years old and he was five. Whoa. Um, Y'all know each other for that long? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of. Kind. Well, I don't know what kind of means, but <laughs> nevertheless, um, I remember he used to bring me jewelry. Really? Yeah. What type of was it? The Pez jewelry that you put on your? No, it was the kind that he stole from his mother <laughs> and brought to me. I, I don't believe that's accurate. And and the whole pushing down thing is what she told me. So I just you know that's you just roll with it. That's it. Okay. So okay. anyway, first boyfriend, first girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yep. Absolutely. So y'all are OGs to this game. Y'all have been in it for a long, long time. Well, and that's when we met. Um, We connected in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. And then he was a, uh, oh, we were both sophomores. uh, But we were, I was 15 and he was 16. He's a year older. Um, What high school? uh, I went to Hamilton and he went to Milwaukee Tech at the time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You can you can hate on the tech Trojans, but we, we understand why. We I made an exception because Wildcats versus the, the, the Trojans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mm, made an exception. Yeah. But nevertheless, uh, we connected in high school. I was mm. fifteen, and we got married at eighteen, and we've been going ever since. Eighteen years old. Yeah, I couldn't imagine getting married at eighteen. Yeah, most people couldn't imagine us getting married. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine yourself getting married at eighteen? You know what we. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting how that story goes. So, you know, we met in kindergarten or whatever it was. And, you know, you don't know left from right. And, you know, we were still giving the, you know, would you be my boyfriend or girlfriend? Yes Yes or no. no, Or maybe. And uh, 
and, and then yeah we just i think we saw each other because we kind of lived in the same neighborhood garden mm-hmm. homes mm-hmm. area lincoln park mm-hmm. and and you know we'd see each other but uh i think we saw each other at capitol court yeah whoa capitol court capitol court yeah. right oh and uh God. was it target there in the movie theater there yeah target was still there yeah the all of that theater was still um, and so you know part of that part of that story is then um i think we broke up a couple of times along the way there too oh, you know sure. and Quite a few and times. uh but yeah, we 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 got married. So when I came back from the army when I was nineteen, and then I think after you were still in school in college, uh, so after about a year, yeah, you so, got married. Yeah, yep. I don't even think so. I graduated high school at seventeen, mm-hmm. and so I turned eighteen in January, and we got married in April. So it was fresh. Off so the you press. just just graduated, cap and gown, and then you exchanged that for a wedding dress and go. Yeah. It wasn't quite a wedding dress back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a blue wool dress on with flowers on the collar. I still remember that dress. I had my graduation suit on. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all got pictures of that still? Uh, no. Uh, well, it was at the the county courthouse. Yeah, we so got that's married part at the of the story. So we didn't get married in church, and um, we didn't have any money. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, literally started with nothing. So the wedding on a budget. A wed- you know, just there was no budget. <laughs> design on a dime because that's all we had. There was no budget. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got married and we went to Ponderosa. That was our Ponderosa. celebration. That was your reception dinner at yes. Ponderosa? That's yes. right. That was it. I never knew that. That's the life. That's the life. And now I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting in their beautiful home and they're going to be transitioning to soon to a warmer climate. I'm not going to say where, but to a warmer climate and a more beautiful home. And I just love to see their progress through life. I saw them when they were, you know, just getting started. Their kids was just getting born. They were in the church. And you just see people grow. You just see people evolve. You see people move to different phases of their life. And I think they're in an awesome phase right now. So, we're going to be talking about marriage, but before we do, we just want to talk about some current topics. Do you already talk about some current topics? Sure. You I'm sure? excited. Yeah. Okay. So, talk about music. Uh, recently, Fred Hammond attended the wedding of a rapper called Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. and he put up a post, a post on Twitter and Facebook saying, hey, I know y'all may be hating on me, but... This young kid loves gospel. I love gospel. I'm here supporting him. I just want to minister to this young couple who's getting married, similar to how y'all were young when he got married. Mm-hmm. And he just got a lot of hate, whatever. So if if you're looking at music, and I know, Sheldon, you're huge into music. Mm-hmm. Who Whose catalog could you live without? Kirk Franklin's or Fred Hammond's? So, so I'm shaking my head here because I don't know how you live without either one. Um, and interestingly, so my wife has always been, um, you know, connected to church, and and let's just say I I wasn't. Okay. Um, but okay. you know, it was Kirk Franklin's music that really got me connected to listening to gospel, and you know, he just had a like, he was a more of a bridge, right mm-hmm. where. You know, I was all about hip hop and rap and, you know, a lot of rap at that time. But, you know, you could hear uh, you, you could you, you could feel that crossover right. in his music. Right. And, and and that kind of that's kind of what hooked me. But Fred Hammond. So really, that's when I listen to Fred Hammond, you can just have a, a whole different level of relationship uh, with the music, if I can say it that way. Right. right. You can just. You can just hear uh, the, the the passion in his voice, the music. Uh, it's almost it feels like you're connected. You're to connected God to the yeah. When when you're listening to Fred Hammond, right. right? So if I had to choose, it's going to be Fred Hammond over Kirk Franklin, unfortunately. But my man, my man, Celeste. Yeah. I know you want Kirk Franklin. I know. I know. I can just look right at. Actually, you. I was I was really thinking that Kirk Franklin was the one that I I would have chosen because he has tons of amazing music and he does have such a 
uh, a broad range. Mm-hmm. So you do get the very, very, very hip hop, the very progressive. But then you do go back to, and get some of that very, very traditional mm-hmm. worship music. Yeah, yeah some, a lot of his old stuff. But I will tell you that about uh, probably about five years ago, I went to some kind of competition in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Fred Hammond was there. He was one of the judges. And so it was Fred Hammond. I think it was Mary Mary. And I think it was Yolanda Adams. And it might have mm-hmm. been one more. But anyway, they all did like their own segment, their own set of music. Mm-hmm. And when I say that dude was so amazing. Really? It was crazy. And I love to just be able to to watch people just flat footed just and sing. sing. And, and just, just this mm-hmm. is all we're going to do. We're just going to stand right here. We're going to worship. And then I'm going to mind my business. Mm-hmm. Now, that was amazing one. But the other thing that was crazy was that I found him on Twitter and told him how amazing I thought he was. And he responded and said, thank you. What? So... Yep. It didn't go to no wormhole of nobody no. responding or anything? Nope. It was him. And he responded right away, too. I was like, yep. That's my he, dude. He's the one. That's my dude. He's That's the good. one. Yep. I think Fred Hammond kept me saved. Mm-hmm. Because when I first got saved, they gave me pages in the Book of Life, chapter two mm-hmm. or one. And I wore that thing out. Mm-hmm. I listened to it morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I wanted to play Rakim and wanted to play all this stuff, I would put in Fred Hammond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kept me and we used to sing a lot of his songs at our church and mm-hmm. a lot of things. He just kept me saved. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd be in the streets if it wasn't for Fred. Oh, yeah. Thank and you, Fred. Thank yeah. you, Fred. He can't be in the street. This Shout one right out. here. <laughs> he does not need to be in the streets. Nope. I'm a suburban kid. Nope. I'm green. Yeah. <laughs> and even <laughs> now, right? You know, you just have some rough days sometimes. And, you know, that's my go to spirit yeah. of David. Yeah. Right? Oh. You can just. Put Classic. that on repeat and, you know, and go. Yeah. Things, things just magically get better. Yeah, so. that whole no weapon formed against <laughs> oh, me. Oh, man. We good. You just sit there in your car. You just yeah. pull into work, put it in the park. You just listen to the rest of the song. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I can make it through the day. Yep. Absolutely. That's what's up. That's yep. what's up. So we talked about current events. Um, I know due to time, we want to make sure that we talk about marriage because you two have been married for so long. You've been You've been married longer than... So if you look at your life, you spent majority of your life being married. Is mm-hmm. that accurate? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yikes. Man, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah we spend more time together than apart. Than actually. apart. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So for a millennial, um, because the median age of getting married has been pushed back to late 20s, mm-hmm. early 30s, mm-hmm. mid, how do you survive? How do you, how do you stay married? Like, it's so scary when you when people talk about marriage people start clamming up they start getting hyperventilating they're like i don't want to be locked down with the same person for the rest of my life at 18 you made that decision yeah. yep what what prompted you to make that jump because so many marriages fail well, well, you know, just thinking about, and we've asked each because other I'm that. Because I'm fabulous. <laughs> right, right, right. Because I'm the bomb. That's right. Dot Boom. com. Yes. <laughs> she looked at me and didn't see nobody better, right? So. <laughs> look at the look on her face. I wish you could see the look right, on her face. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, that just thinking about that, we've asked ourselves that, like, wow, well, how did we uh, make such a significant decision at a young age. And, and we definitely had people that said, well, that's not going to work. And, and y'all will be divorced in a couple of years. Oh, haters. And, and, you know, and, and they probably could have called it because we've both walked out of the house a couple of times and said we ain't coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. But there, there's something about, um, when you find someone that, that you are bonded to in such a way that, that you really, um, you you enable each other. You make each other better. You're able to uh, then kind of fuse those ingredients together in such a way that you're better together. Wow. And I think a lot of people kind of think like, well, no, I want my independence. I don't mm. want to be uh, uh, shackled down by anybody or you know told what to do. Ball and, and chain. Right. You know the whole ball, you know the guys. Right. Ball and chain. She's gonna be telling me what to do, and I can't go out with the guys and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, Really, if you think about uh, you're taking your ingredients, you bring her, uh, you know, into that mix. And if you can put those things together, you actually it. uh, I don't know. You know, you can put two things together. You have more than what you had by yourself. And that's important because she's taught me a lot. 
A teacher. She's a teacher. She's a teacher, but we're also very different. Mm-hmm. And so she's more of an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. My man. She's more, you know, uh, outgoing and, you know, just very charismatic. She's a people person. Like, she could just walk into a room Absolutely. and just talk to any and everybody. She can be on the elevator with you for 30 seconds and she got your whole life story, right? Right. You know, I get on the elevator with you. I'm looking at you like, <laughs> leave me alone. Oh, I don't know who you are. Don't talk to me. You know, Go away, please. Let's get to my floor. I need to get to work. Right, right. And so I've learned a lot from her you know not it doesn't hurt you anything to get on the elevator and say hey how you know how are you doing today right and so in doing so i probably wouldn't be where i am uh individually without her and that's important uh so you know I, i think when when you can find the right person when you can really merge those two things together it can be powerful for you individually not just as a couple so absolutely. What do you think, Celeste? And I think I want to make sure that I, I add on the spiritual part of this as well. I mm-hmm. think for us, uh, naturally, so absolutely right. But I will also say that at um, 15, at 16, at 17, mm-hmm. um, God clearly told me this was my husband. He told you. That. He told me like like I'm talking to you. That is how clear he made it for me. And because I was so young, I was like, like, are you serious? Because I'm young. Uh, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, who gets married at 17 and of course, or at 18, but being that age, why else would you jump up and get married why? other than you yeah. pregnant? Right. right, right. So now Shotgun we're waiting with. for a baby. Well, y'all keep waiting because there's not <laughs> one coming, but <laughs> not nevertheless, the, not the story, not right, the situation. That wasn't the story, but I just knew that God said that he was the one for me. And I wanted to honor that. And not only did he say that once, but he showed it to me on three different occasions. Wow. And so I know that people always say, don't question God. I ask him all the time. God, are you sure? Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Show me, make it clear to me what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm not supposed to be doing. And now where I think people get um, um, get turned around at is because God says so. I don't know why we think it's supposed to be easy. And I think that that's where we run into a lot of challenges, not just in relationships, but on your job. You know, God gave you that position. But now the manager looking at you funny. So that's not for you. And you walking away. That's not necessarily the will of God. If he gave it to you, if he gave it to you, yeah, if he gave it to you. But the question is, did he give it to you? Hmm. Listen to that. And, he give it to you. And you know what I mean? And, and because what it Boom. is, is, you know, and, and I tease with my husband all the time because he's he's fair skinned. Mm-hmm. And, and my preference was um, dark skinned, bald headed. I only wanted to see eyeballs and teeth. That was my preference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. That, listen, this is Wesley my story. Snipes. Yes. Well, as I like to say, when caramel came along, didn't none of that other None stuff of that matter. matter. You so, absolutely you know, right. Light skinned men are coming back. Light skin you know. is in. It is in. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> but, you know, and so there very uh, there could have been a time where because he didn't come in the package that I mm-hmm. wanted, then I would have someone else would have said that's not God. And so how do we hear clearly what God says versus what we say? Oh, that can't be what I, God knows what I want. And he said, right. be specific. So he's not dark enough. That's not it for me. Uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. But I also said he, I needed somebody that was going to help pay the bills. And that was going to raise their children. Yes. You know Who's what I'm saying? Who's going to be committed. Who's going to be committed and faithful and yeah. come home every night. And I don't have to worry about where he is and bring his paycheck home with him, Yay. too. I don't have to worry about that either. Appreciate and that we will Please. grow together. And so when I started looking at all of that and then the dark skin versus I used to date a dark skin boy. Let me just tell you. Oh, please story. tell me. I'm listening. <laughs> I used to date a dark, dark, we got dark time. skin we boy. Got time. I won't give his name. But uh, just as dark. And I think back then curls were in style. Wait, Sorry, wait, wait. Some curls? curls? Were, yeah, you know, Jerry curls. That's curl or yes, Jerry curl? Yes, I, I don't know. It was activator yeah. curl. That's oh. how you had to put the spray in it. Mess up the pillow. So glow. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm dating this boy, and I'm thinking I like him. He good. He dark skin. He had nice full lips. I had the eyes and the teeth going. Things were right. As a matter of fact, remember, I was, that's who I was going to the mall of meet when I kept running into you. Ooh. Um, And so anyway, uh, you know, that was going on and that happened. But I remember uh, in that time he was messing with some other girl. Okay. And not only was he dealing with this other girl, but the girl had moved in to his mama's house 
with him and it was just all this drama Mess. behind it drama with a comma but this is this is the dark skin that i wanted i don't think so i'll pass <laughs> and so you know <laughs> and so these are the lessons that you know we've had to learn what do we say versus what god says and then god do i trust you but how do you hear that at 18 though because I'm, I'm not hearing it was very hard to hear god at 18 because you have so many influence you got your friends you got your family you got music, you got pop culture, you have everything around you saying, uh-uh, don't get married, push it off until you're 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. But how do you hear that at 18? I heard it, I know, through prayer, through prayer. And if I've never had a prayer life, at that time, I did. Because I had connected with Sheldon, um, we had connected before I had really gotten into church. Mm-hmm. So... I had a, a different understanding of holiness. I'll say it that way right. um, back then. And so it was, well, God, I love you and I want to live this life for you. But it doesn't seem fair to me. That's what I used to say. God, it doesn't seem fair to me that I have this boyfriend and now I have to break up with this boyfriend who I really care about um, just because uh, I'm trying to serve you now. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm. God, help me reconcile this thing. And I literally would, would be praying about it. But now let me tell you about influences. Okay. Um, the last time, this was the last confirmation that he gave me. I, I used to work at Ponderosa. Oh, yeah. And I was there. You know, on Sundays, the saints oh, used to come oh, to, to Ponderosa. Come. Yeah. And oh, get the steak. Which was your favorite? Just What was your favorite di- dish? At sirloin Ponderosa? tips. Sirloin tips. Sirloin tips. Boom. Always onions and mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> Sirloin man. tips. I miss yeah. Ponderosa. And the chicken wings. You can't oh, go wrong with the that's chicken. That's right. Um, Shout but, out to Ponderosa. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but this particular Sunday, I was there. And there was like a church group came in. I didn't know the kids. They were all young people, young adults. And the guy was, you know, he talking to me. He's like, oh, we do this. And our church does that. Our church got the goes bowling. Our church do this. And we have an amazing young, uh, young people's group. You should come and be a part. Give me your number. Now, I'm naive. I'm not even really thinking mm-hmm. he really gaming. Yep. But Shoot he was gaming. Nevertheless, and so this last particular time, you know, he's like, give me your number. I'm going to call you. So I give him my number. He called me. I'm on the phone talking to him. Now, this is back when we had three ways and call waiting and all of that stuff. Like, Mom, let me get my own line in my own room. <laughs> right. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Right, right, right. And then the phone clicks. And so I'm on the phone with this boy and he's saying, well, you know, the Bible says, uh, don't be unequally yoked. Is your boyfriend saved? You probably shouldn't be dating him then. And, you know, I'm saved. And I mean, just the whole oh, man, He's putting all the gravy. Right, on right. So now mm. I'm like, Jesus, am I, am I, what am I doing wrong? So now I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> but just as I'm on this phone, my phone clicks. At this point, Sheldon is in Georgia or wherever he was because he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's him on the other line. And he says, hey, uh, this is me. I've been thinking I'm going to get saved. You're going to get saved and we're going to get married. Whoa. And that's just going to be it. Yep. Whoa. That's, that's right. So I said, hold on for one second. I clicked <laughs> off. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> I'm never calling you again. Goodbye. Yeah. And I got back on, and the rest has been history. So you called her? Yeah, yeah. I was on a payphone in Georgia, yeah. and uh, and and you know, God told her, you know, multiple times, uh, but it was in that moment God had told me that is your wife, and so I pulled out my AT and T calling card, and you know, <laughs> yeah, fancy, and, right? Right. <laughs> And but I would call her pretty much every day, yeah. uh, and I think we were actually broken up at yep. that particular time. Because I wanted time. to be saved. You wanted to be saved. And uh, God told me that's that's your wife. So I called her. I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna get saved. You you're gonna get saved, and 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 you're gonna get a job for seven dollars an hour, and I'm gonna get a job for seven dollars an hour, and you know, we'll have fourteen dollars. Right? I can add. Right? We're gonna have fourteen dollars an <laughs> We're hour. We're gonna be able to do everything. No taxes taken out. Right, you, no, know, no, you don't know anything. At at that point, right. you know, it just, you know, sounds good. And, and so uh, and when I came back, I came back late January by April. Mm-hmm. We're, we're married. Absolutely. Wow. That's the story. Because I, th- th- I like that story because I don't think people take the time to hear what God is trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And as a millennial, as a young person who you may be dating somebody and there may be somebody in the wings who God is actually speaking to you. He may not be 
the person that you want or you may not look like who you want them to be, but that's who God called you to be. He called you to be with. And you, and you have to, and I'll tell you, if you don't honor that, you will regret it. And so even in the most difficult times in our marriage, and we've had some doozy periods, I know that if I ever would have walked away, I knew that it wasn't the will of God. I knew it would have been just me making the decision to walk away. That's how clear I was on this thing is supposed to be. Yeah. And it's in those moments that you have to make what I call the hard right decisions mm-hmm. instead of the easy wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the easy wrong decisions in any given circumstance, we used to argue about money because we just didn't have enough. $14 an hour. You, you know, yeah. right. You know, that, that, that was going to take, you know, solve all the world's problems. Right. But, um, and then when your expectations don't quite, and I remember this and, you know, we like to tell our, tell the highlight reel, but right. This is where you can talk about where you, you know, we just had problems oh, initially absolutely. and we were both coming from our parents' houses mm-hmm. and you have these expectations and you're so young and you're so young and you don't, you just don't know much at the moment. Uh, you, you think you know a lot, but you don't. And, mm-hmm. and it's, tr- you know, trial and error, uh, essentially. Um, but those easy, wrong decisions, right? We, we made them where, you know, credit card debt. Cre- credit cards and, you know, walking out, leaving, not coming back to the next day, you know, mm. so one of us is at home. I'm going for a drive. You know, I'll be back. Right. You know, trying to figure out like, and this is, you know, different time, but, you know, we didn't have the mobile phones and everything. So it's like, I don't know, did she just drive off a cliff or, you know, she did, <laughs> she lied, right? You, so, so all of that stuff plays into, but, you know, the hard right decisions, uh, and we made a lot of those too, thankfully. Mm-hmm was to stick it out uh we made a rule that we didn't go to bed angry at each other right that's difficult we, that's difficult oh it's incredibly difficult and still is i worked in a warehouse at the time it's like i gotta go to work <laughs> we worked 10 hours you better shift. get over this and i gotta get up at 6 a.m you better chill don't bother me 10 hour shifts two hours mandatory overtime and we up arguing all night it's like i don't have time for this right but that's what you had to do right because we were committed to it and then we had to make a rule it was like well you ain't leaving i ain't leaving you go to that room i go to this room mm-hmm. and but you know don't leave the house don't leave the house uh because don't don't allow each other to be separated Cause that's uh, when the enemy steps in that's when the enemy steps in right because you you leaving where are you going preach sir where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. I'm yeah. taking your keys and putting them in the dishwasher. So, You're not so, going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's when an enemy steps in, and so uh, and that that's where it's just important to to make those hard right decisions in those moments, those those inflection points. Yeah. Uh, to 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 do the right thing for the marriage for the long term. Do you? So you've been married twenty five. You said twenty mm-hmm. seven. It'll be twenty six. Actually, this month. Yeah, okay, be so you've 26. been married a quarter of a century, if I could put it. Wow, in why you gotta say? That? <laughs> <laughs> it's a silver anniversary. Is that silver? I don't He's know. been uh, digging old jokes the whole time. Right, right. Shoot him a bang. <laughs> but with that being said, when you sit back at year twenty-six, do you sit and laugh about all the stuff that you may have gotten mad about? Like, why'd you leave your socks on the ground? Why did you? do this why do you drive my car and not fill it up fill up the tank all that oh, do you, yeah. do you, the stuff that we just argue about in year one through five you're just like do you just sit back and like why why what were we doing yeah very you look back and it was just trivial stuff but at the in the in, in, in that moment in that moment it was huge mm-hmm. and so i traveled a lot and i'd come home and and, and you know the example, like the garbage wouldn't be taken out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you've been here for three days. Why don't you take out the garbage? And she's like, uh, you take out the garbage, sir. I'm a lady. I don't take out garbage. It's like, okay. So that was her. I got my nails done. I don't, take, her out. I don't take out garbage. Yeah. And, and, and so there were just small things like that. And it was like in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I would like make it a huge deal. And then one of these big fights would ensue all mm-hmm. night long. And it's like, well, okay. 
Uh, and I could probably come up with an example of stuff I didn't do, but I can't think of nothing. Right <laughs> of course you can't. Of course I can't. Don't, Don't worry about it. A little amnesia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the funny thing. We do um, look back at some of the stuff that we experienced that or that we argued about then and we laugh about it. But I also think that today, because of those things, we've just learned. Even the new things we don't even deal with. We just mm-hmm. like, whatever. okay, whatever. yeah, just yeah. whatever. It's not even worth I've been married to you so long. It don't even It's just, me. yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Wow. Well, and I think that's where these are, you, you run into these issues and then we, uh, we would take them personal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't do this. And so uh, you, you're personally attacking me in some kind of way. Uh, and so, you know, guys are really serious about their car, um, right? She would always back up the car and kind of hit it into the back oh, of the garage. And so I'm like, gosh. you are purposely trying to, you know, destroy my car. <laughs> That's not it at all, right? Um, she she can, she has depth perception issues in okay. terms of backing up. So, you know, why am I taking it personal and, you know, creating a, a huge deal out of it? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so, so that's where you have to kind of disconnect with, okay, this happened. That doesn't mean she's personally trying to destroy my car. Right. right. That's, right. that's not the intent. I yeah. think that's when the enemy, when he sees a small fire, he's going to throw gasoline yep. all mm-hmm. over it. Yep. Yeah. When you're trying to, okay, you ding my car. Then the devil like, she did that on purpose. Yep. And yeah, when I was 21, everything was going to be a fire. Oh. That's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. But I think. Um, in the time and one of the things especially for millennials and people considering marriage now one thing that I don't think that they do well is really consider the value of time allowing time to really help make and build and strengthen relationships it's like okay I'm married everything is supposed to be right the way that I think it ought to be today right? and that's a misnomer but that's but look at TV you know, we, we look at marriages on TV. You say you have people who they'll get married in April and be divorced in May. Mm-hmm. And we're in a mindset where, hey, if you're not doing what I want you to do or if this is not working for me, mm-hmm. I can get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I, yeah. But what do you say to that? What do you say to people who are just sitting on their couch saying, I want to get rid of my husband. I want to get rid of my wife. I don't, I've been married for two months and I can't deal with him. I want to kill him. I want to get rid of him. <laughs> What do you say there? I'd have to really dig down in that. Is it because he didn't take out the garbage? Or when we first got married, my big argument with him was uh, he'd uh, use the bath towels and mm-hmm. he would ball them up and put them in the corner of the tub instead oh. of hanging them up. So, you know, is he doing that or are you just crazy? So, you know, <laughs> and just trying to figure that kind of thing out before I would say. Now, if he's abusive off the bat, then okay. this is totally different. Yeah. But if it's general, you know, you have to learn each other, and that takes time. So now, when I ding his car, um, he knows that it's not personal. Why, why are you still dinging my car? That's the problem. <laughs> That's a very nice car he has out there. <laughs> what are you doing good, that? Those are details. If I accidentally, you know, hit a hub, I mean, hit the rim or mm-hmm. anything like that, because I have done that oh, before, um, it's not a big deal because he knows that that's not my intent. Right. And you don't always know the intent of people until you actually get to know the person. person. And just because you're married to them doesn't mean you know them. And just because you dated them, but you went to your house and he went to his house at the end of the day, and now you're in one house, it doesn't mean that you know them. And you have to take that into consideration. That is wild to me because when you're dating, I think we're on our best behavior. Mm -hmm. We're like, I don't want her to know that I do this. I'm going to be on my best behavior. I want to not do this. I'm not going to show who I really am. But once you get married and you just let everything hang, you just let everything hang out, it's like, whoa, who yeah. are you? Right, right. How did we ever get together? Yeah. yeah. But I think when you're saying it takes time to just, okay, you are who you are yep. and I am who I am. And that, that goes to my next question to you. Um, like Sheldon was saying earlier, you both are very different. Mm-hmm. You both are, one's an introvert, one's an extrovert. Mm-hmm. One likes to keep to himself. One likes to, you know, talk be to people. Others. Be around others. Yes. How do you keep your originality? How do you keep who God made you, but still be one unit? 
And that's an excellent question. And we've talked about this a number of times in, in particular because we both have unique innate strengths mm-hmm. that serve us well in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And we both have weaknesses that don't serve us well in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the learning process where we, we it was tr- very much trial and error where we're trying to figure out and and I don't think we were consciously doing it like you usually end up with someone that's better at paying bills or thinking about the financial aspects of of the household or considering uh, what kind of schools the kids should should be put into, uh, you know, thinking about. Uh, so this this is a funny story that happened one time. So um, and I was in the military, so pretty much I, I, I got trained into uh you know, very much command and control. And if you're told to do something, you do it mm-hmm. and, you know, grew up that way as well. And so you really didn't question much, right? It's just, okay, this is the way it is. It's black and white and you go with it. So we go into a store called Circuit City, right? Okay. It doesn't exist anymore. And we need, we need to buy a stove. And so we went in to buy the stove and we found the stove and, um, and she said, well, I'm going to go back and see if they'll give us the warranty for free. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're not, giving you a warranty anything for free why why would you even bother asking Mm -hmm. and so i learned early on that she was a better negotiator than i was right deal right versus my approach was well no i'm just gonna mean mug you and i'm you know gonna confront (laughs) you and it's more of a direct uh hammer type approach to get what i want but she could finesse it she could women are able to do she could try to bridge that relationship Mm -hmm. so that okay there's a Mm win-win and you didn't have to lose but that's you know and guys right it's like okay if we're we're going at it well one of us got to lose right that's how we come at things like with the car salesman as well and so really thinking about what those strengths were between us and then you know what we weren't good at and then we basically had to come to terms of okay well you do this i do this and that's good for us right uh in general um in particular um i used to be big with coupons oh yeah right so i grew up right we didn't have a lot of money you had to have a coupon you had west that's, indian parents didn't you? yes yeah yes yeah <laughs> daddy and parents right i'd be in one line with a coupon my dad would be in another line that's how we did that's how we save a lot get it done that, that, right. that's that's how four kids grew up on a foundry worker salary and you know uh, survived and um and, and i never forget she had a really good friend and she was like you need to dump that dude because he got a he take a coupon everywhere and he don't have a car you know mm. so but there was that was part of uh you know how i grew up and um and she would go to the grocery store and she's like well i'm just grocery shopping I'm like no you got to take a coupon you know right. and and so we started to merge those strengths together and then also just be real with each other on i'm good at this i'm not good at this being honest right and and that's where you know that transparency and being candid and but that came with time and it was trial and error and we screwed up a whole bunch of stuff trying to figure that out. Yeah. And I think the other thing, you know, to that point is um, Michelle Obama said it. Okay. She said it uh, when we attended the, the I went to her book uh, tour and she said, um, you can have it all, but not all at once. Mm. Right. That's deep. Um, and then another thing that there was a video clip of Barack Obama showing and he said that you probably all can tell right now that Michelle is very much her own person. And, you know, I remember early in my marriage thinking because I was his wife, that was who I was supposed to be. Meaning I was Mrs. Cuffey. And, you know, in the church specifically, um, there had gotten to a point where they didn't even call me by Celeste. I was Cuffey. I was Sheldon's wife. I was... Like I, my whole identity in the eyes of people him. had disappeared mm-hmm. other than being his wife. Um, but I knew that there was something that I thought that I had that was valuable as well. And so, you know, so within the household, we could be who we were. 
uh, as individuals, but then outside that kind of diminished. And so I had to go through a process of redeveloping and redefining myself. And that's not easy to do because a lot of times, especially as women in fairly traditional households, you think that that's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be his wife. You're supposed to be the help me, which is what the Bible says, but it doesn't say um, you're now all consumed. Mm. And I think that we get that, you know, uh, we take it to the extreme. And I think that's a really good point in terms of the men in the relationships end up not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while the women in many cases are trying to uh, uh, maintain who they are or redef- and or redefine themselves, the men just kind of come into it like, well, you're my wife and, you know, do what I tell you to do, as opposed to, okay, who are you? Who am I? Who- what do we bring to the table exactly and 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 bringing that self-awareness mm-hmm. uh to bear on the relationship and without that you've got two disjointed people that don't know who they are individually trying to fuse themselves together absolutely they don't know what the ingredients are they're trying to bake a cake they don't oh. know what kind of cake yeah you're just yeah. throwing yeah. all you're kinds throwing of butter sugar you're just throwing water. all kinds of stuff in there yeah. too yeah. much butter too much sugar Right. And it just falls apart. And so that's where that self-awareness, and I would say, especially for the men, Mm -hmm. especially when you're younger, um, especially understanding if you haven't heard the the term emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Right. We're we're built uh, with a lot of muscle, a lot of testosterone. Sometimes you need finesse uh, uh, for for things to work and then try to put that stuff together. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you you brought up a good point because we've all grown up in church together and it's really big on you have to have this appearance you have to Mm -hmm. be this type of person Mm -hmm. if you're my wife you're going to have to act dress talk look do what everyone else does and i think you brought up a good point of just who are you? You, you? you lose yourself in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting about that is a lot of times we lose ourselves, but it's not always because of what's happening in the house. Right. It's because of what we've allowed from the outside wow. to come into the That's house. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when we, we uh, funny story, used to go to the couple's ministry, and I remember one of the wives said, well, I never pump gas. I don't... Uh, um, I park my car. My husband will go and take my car and and pump the gas. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and I'm thinking, That's 1979 well, or something. So then, why don't you pump my gas? Why do I have to go to the gas station? Yeah. And why, Sheldon? Why? And that became like that was an issue. That was a fight a because that's what somebody else was doing. Yep. But when I got to the point, when we got to the point that we define what this marriage looks like, we define what this household looks like and how it will run, irregardless to what's going on out there. That's yeah. what matters. And 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 I'll add to that: context matters. Mm-hmm. And so we had heard a lot of stuff in in church about. Uh, I wash all my husband's clothes. Yeah. I fold everything. Uh, I match his socks. Like he Fix don't have to plate. do anything. And 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 so I came home one day and I'm like, well, you know, you're supposed to be doing all this Ooh, stuff. Oh. That's what they said, right? You know, not being smart. I was I was you know I, I was I was young and uninformed. Um, and so, but the context matters. That particular person was not working. They weren't going to job, working you know, a job 40, 50 hours a week. My wife is, why would I expect her to, to do, do all of that same stuff? That's, that's unrealistic. And let me just interject this. For those who are married or just got married, please don't ask your wife why she hadn't folded the clothes and folded the towels. <laughs> you will get- Save sh- a life. Save a life. I'm life, your own. Life speaking lessons. words of life to you. Don't do that. I made that mistake. And I almost go. got beat up. Yeah, so yeah. getting back to what you're saying, what, sir. What's that when keeping it real goes keeping wrong? It goes wrong. <laughs> when it goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Because people that are married in the 70s and 80s, is different than those who are married in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, nineties to two thousands different from the twenty tens and beyond. Yeah, roles are changing. Women are at work. Men are at work. Some men are staying at home. Right. right. So we have all these expectations, and I tell you this all the time: you can't look at somebody else's marriage. You can't. And then try to 
fit that mold. Emulate. You yeah, can't emulate, emulate it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you go again, you're gonna lose yourself mm-hmm. yeah. in the shuffle. Yeah. And a lot of spouses are like, Well, she he bought her a brand new Jaguar. Why didn't you buy me a new one? Well, maybe I can afford a Toyota. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't look at them. Yeah. Right. You don't know what's going on in their house. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't know the the, the burden of doing all these different things yeah. for somebody yep. else. So I have a girlfriend, funny story, and um, I have a fur coat. And I have a girlfriend who she was holding it or whatever and or was near her. And so she tells her husband she has to have a fur coat right away. And I just looked at her and I laughed and I said, well, if you got it, go ahead. I said, it took me 25 years to get mine. So right. you, and you a get yours right away. And a coupon. You better understand the words coming out of my mouth. So if you can get it, you know, now have at it. But but you don't you have to understand the context. I think the other thing to this point, too, though, um, one thing that my pastor used to always say is two people always thinking alike. Somebody's not thinking. And so uh, when we're in relationships, sometimes we forget that those things that make us great together, when you just assimilate and you lose you, you are really detracting from the relationship. You're not adding to it. Right. And you have to be mindful of that. Wow. I think it's freedom when you are actually yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Absolutely. much. Because it's bondage when you're trying to fit this role. Like I told my wife all the time, I said, me being in ministry, I'm in ministry. That doesn't mean that you have to do X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. I want you to be. Right. That's why I married you, because mm-hmm. you're you. Right. I don't want you to be somebody else. I'm like, you have pretty legs. I don't want you to wear dresses down to your ankles. Right. <laughs> why would you do that? It makes no sense. You mm-hmm. have to do what fits yep. you. Absolutely. So, and I know, I know you guys are, are, are um, had a long day, and I, I appreciate you guys sitting down and talking to me. But again, a millennial sitting there, reexamining what they did. They they're married. They're probably in year five to ten. Mm. Children are in the mix. Mm-hmm. Mm. How do children kind of? make things a little bit more not an obstacle but it makes things a little bit more real because you have another life that's depending on both of you to work it out Mm -hmm. they're depending on you to get it together because if it don't work it can affect them you have two beautiful children which I've known them since they were in the womb one was born on my birthday shout out Zach (laughs) but what do you say to someone who has children and they're like I can't leave, but I don't want to be with them, but we have this life form here. How do you work around that? So children, children are a gift from God, obviously. Um, they, and there's a little bit of planning that has to go into having, having kids. It does. uh, doesn't always work out that way, but uh, uh, it's, it's preferable. Uh, one of the ways we thought about it, especially with with uh, when Alyssa was born, shout out Alyssa. I uh, forgot her too. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, Alyssa didn't. Uh, it wasn't Alyssa's choice to be here. Mm. And part of that is the responsibility on her parents. That's us. To, um, it's not about us anymore. It's about her now. Right. Uh, but in doing so, we had to make sure that we didn't lose the marriage focusing on raising this this child Mm -hmm. and that's where we had to make sure that you know we still understood uh that we were still connected so you know we would still go out and date um we would still spend time together Mm -hmm. Um, after she went to sleep (laughs) right yeah put him to bed um and and you know frankly kids Kids are amazing, but they also put a strain on the marriage as well. Absolutely. Uh, and then you have two and then you have three. Oh. Um, now, we stopped at two mm-hmm. okay. uh, because um, uh, I, I would say that uh, as we were going through the pregnancy, you know, we just don't get along well oh. uh, during that time. It's a different time. And we said, if, yeah, we end up, if we have a third kid, we're probably going to be divorced. <laughs> And yeah. so we said, okay. Well, stop while we're here. Stop while you're here. Two beautiful ones. We're yeah. done. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, you know, there's, there's a, that's a multifaceted, uh, that's a complex question. There's more than one answer to that. But yeah. um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think that uh, they definitely um, 
I love you were trying to say it really, really nicely, Tyrone, but I will say that they do complicate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a marriage, not necessarily in a negative way, but it's it it is difficult to um, really maintain the wholeness of a relationship of a marriage, and then you know be mindful and aware of this child as well. And so you have to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be very intentional. Um, the other thing too is that you know if you want to leave, why? Sometimes we've allowed the enemy to creep in. Mm-hmm. I, I never say stay in. I never say go, but I say be clear on why you're doing what you're doing. Have a Are, reason. Yeah. Uh, and a solid reason, meaning that, um, meaning that um, it's not working, not because you can't have your way, mm-hmm. but it's not working for, you know, whatever else. I, I can't think of any other really sound um, examples right now, but uh, sometimes because kids can make things difficult and it can add a strain to the marriage. I'm just angry um, because of this situation with the child, uh, the the husband, like we had a situation where mm-hmm. I would, I, I wasn't working for a period of time and I think I was pregnant. So we didn't get along being pregnant. And then I had my daughter mm-hmm. and I would be with her. I would be home. My dad had just passed away. So I have all of this baggage going on. Um, and he would work all week. He would come home and be like, is how come you didn't cook? Oh. What do you mean? How come I didn't cook? I'm tired. That's why I'm tired. I'm pregnant. Right. And then on the weekends he would get up and he would go out and hang out with his friends so here I am in the house now six days a week with this child and resentment set up mm. and so that's what I'm saying ask and ask yourself the whys are, are, are you are you ready to leave because resentment has set up because mm. of something that could be fixed right. is this fixable just a conversation just it's just a conversation yep. and once we had that conversation then things began to get better. Yep. But we had to have that conversation. And, and I'm walking around clueless like, well, what's the problem? Yeah, what's you know, wrong what's, with you? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. And that's where that conversation um, is, is, is critical. It, it is absolutely critical. Well, you know what? We've been talking for 50 minutes. This is a very good conversation. Wow. This has been great. Okay. I wish we could. It didn't have to stop, but I know you guys have a lot of things to do. But just the last words. If you can look back at 18-year-old Sheldon and 17-year-old, or no, 18-year-old Celeste, what would you tell them? What would you tell me? What would you tell <laughs> What would I tell you? Yeah, what would you tell me? <laughs> if you, if you, if you, if you, you saw... you changing it. the question? Yes, yeah, I we'll am. change it up. We'll change it up. If you saw 18-year-old Celeste, what would you tell her? Wow. So, you know, you two in particular... <laughs> With these deep <laughs> questions and stuff. You're welcome, you see the evil laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome. Throw a boomerang in there. The, Come the on. horror of all introverts around the world being put on the spot. Um, you know, I think I would tell us, um, because it, it is that, that unit, um, is just to be thoughtful, to run the race. There will be obstacles you know, stay connected to God. I think that's been one of the most significant things we've done. Absolutely. Uh, and that has definitely influenced mm-hmm. uh, how we've grown together, uh, how we've treated each other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just some of the values that, that we've infused into our marriage. Uh, we talked about, you know, what not to do, but uh, there's more that you can leverage and and take in uh, from church and, and through uh, uh, through through holiness, and so I, I think all of that. Um, you know, if if I could write myself a letter and mm-hmm. say, you know, you're gonna have some rough times, you're gonna want to give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's gonna drive you crazy, but you're also gonna have some of the most amazing times uh, in your life because she is uh, with you. And not only are you going to have amazing times and experiences, but she's going to make you better at the same time. And so that's just something I never force. I I didn't foresee that. Okay. Yeah. I think I would also, um, I think if we could have learned some of the lessons faster or sooner, meaning, you know, we go through things, um, we've been through things and then we share them so that 
other people don't have to go through them, mm-hmm. you know, so that the, 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 the load will be lifted just a little bit. And so I think I would say to us to um, be authentic to who we are in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I can talk about being my own person now because I went through the experience of being only his wife, wife. right? So if I could have learned that at 18 versus at 30, Mm -hmm. that would be impactful in those 10 years. And so if I could have learned some of those lessons a little sooner, uh, financial Mm -hmm. lessons, um, save some, spend some, give some. If I could have learned that at 18, Hmm. or if I could have learned that in my Ponderosa days when I was getting my tips, (laughs) you know, and back then savings accounts were getting five, six, seven percent on them. You're not going to find that today. But if I could have learned some of those things and employed them a little earlier, I think that that would have made a huge difference. And one more thing about the kids, I just want to say, and I encourage any any couple, wherever you are, and with children to do this, there would be times when our kids would drive us up the wall. Mm-hmm. And so he and I, we had this pact and we would make eye contact and we would say, it's you and me against them. Right. Because we'd laugh and say, they're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us. <laughs> they're trying to take us out. No, no, no. no. Exactly. Yeah. And so we we built an allegiance. Right. Because we understand that while we have to raise them now and they are ours and we love them, we also know that they are going to grow up into our own, into their own. Mm-hmm. And I've literally had people say, uh, my husband traveled and I raised the kids, but now my daughter is or my daughters are my kids are grown up. I don't know the man that I married. Wow. I didn't want that to be my story. And it doesn't have to be, have to be. anybody's story if you do the work up front if you learn that up front and that's something that we did intentionally and i would say that we're more connected now than we ever have been yeah because of time yeah it's it's the time and also just being intentional about uh the marriage is going to last well beyond right 18 uh, years 18 years of raising uh, kids and so we're there now and uh, our kids are going off to school and, you know, uh, I think we're in a really good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a much better place than we were uh, at any given point in our marriage, I would say. So that's 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 been a, a really good thing. Yeah. And I guess yeah. you can tell we can keep talking about this. But the other thing I just want to add. <laughs> I don't want you to be mad at me. I know you got to no, be in the gutter. Yes, I need to get going. But it's a share. And so, you know, when we think about our careers and I love sharing this about him um, regarding us, I went to school and got my my degree. Then he went to school and got his degree. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to school and got my degree. Then he went back to school to get his. Exactly. And so back to what Michelle Obama said, you can have it all, but not all at once. But we took we took turns and we pushed each other and we complimented each other and we built on each other because we are better together and that's why that that authenticity is so important because what i have makes him better but what he has makes me better as well and that's just you know that's beautiful that's that's important and you anybody can have that we're not special i mean we are but we're not special (laughs) really we are special (laughs) you are special so you are special absolutely well before we go this has been an awesome conversation i've enjoyed this thank you i appreciate you guys being on if the truth be told but uh, my sister is an author. She has her own life coach consultant business. Can you just shout out what you're, you have done and what you've been doing so that some of our listeners can know where they can get your books, where they can go hear you speak, where they can get be coached in being better in life? Wow, thank you so much for asking. Um, I actually am a proprietor of Life Empower Consulting Services, uh, where our mission is to reach empower and motivate others to access and utilize their God-given talents and skills, building better families, companies, and communities worldwide. And I do that through executive coaching, uh, motivational speaking, and corporate training. So I do work with uh, both individuals and companies in terms of training and development, helping people reach their goals. Uh, I want want to say, though, the difference between a coach and a counselor is 
a counselor really spends a lot of time digging into their past, understanding the whys. But as a coach, uh, the past is good for context, but really the focus is your future. And so we have to understand that when you are working with an executive coach, they are trying to help you get to where you say you want to go. And I definitely uh, I am I am graced to be able to do that and help people realize their dreams and live their best lives. And you can follow me on or find me on www.celestecuffee.com. I have quite a few engagements coming up. I'm doing some things with the Rotary Club Mm -hmm. and uh, North Shore School Systems next week. Um, I'm doing something with... Two or three other places. I can't even call them off right now. A major retailer. Oh, I have a major retailer coming (laughs) up. Um, I've just finished doing something for the Milwaukee Urban League. So I'm just staying busy. Um, And then I also have the executive uh, clients or the executive coaching that I'm doing. And that business is really taking off. So I'm grateful. Beautiful. And that is something that I can do virtual. All right. If anybody wants, you know, feel free to reach out. We can make it happen. We're going to put all the links on the episode. So you can make sure that you can speak to Celeste and she can empower you to be the better you in the upcoming year. So, again, this is episode six of If the Truth Be Told. Uh, We had a great conversation with my brother and sister, Celeste and Sheldon Cuffey. I truly love and appreciate them. They have poured into my life as a young person. I'm going to truly miss them when they move to a warmer climate. It just means you can come visit. Yeah. Yeah, and we're always okay. a phone call away. I got my plane ticket ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Ready to go. Make sure you have the spare bedroom set up, please. Don't you, you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> so on that note, we thank you for listening in. You can catch If the Truth Be Told on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. You can go on Instagram, Facebook, all these different places, and on Lipson. So we thank you, and we want you to enjoy yourself. And if you're married, stay married. And if you're looking to be married, don't be scared. Ask God to speak to you. And on our note, we say goodbye and peace. Peace.